Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Community Garden Revolution. My name is Mary Hugel. It's springtime, and it's about time to start getting those plants in the ground, kiddos. Now, we're here in the Midwest, so we're about a month behind, uh, so that's just for our life. But we've already got some growth coming up in uh plant of ours. Uh, we don't know how the seeds are going to do this year, and then we've got uh, one two plants that we're not sure if we're going to plant those or not. We're we're just not sure. <laughs> Uh, so uh, we uh, are very excited about this year. We think it's going to be a great year for growing, and we hope so because the dogwoods in our area have full bloom and color for extended time. Last year it was fast and wasn't that many trees that had color to them. It was a strange year. Uh, but this year we're seeing very plentiful amounts of color, very vibrant colors, and uh, very exciting for uh, folks that are trying to grow their spring flowers too. So so I'm hoping for good things coming up, uh, folks. I just hope. Uh, we do have the Community Garden Magazine that's going to be uh, out there. Uh, it's a new format, new design that we're doing this year, and we hope that it'll work for you. Uh, you know, uh, Shout-outs to the different states and the cities that are in America, and we hope that uh, we pick your uh, city, and uh, uh, hopefully you'll be able to tell your friends that you all were mentioned, so uh, your Community Garden. So we're excited, and um, it's Community Garden Magazine. You can see it uh, at www.magster.com. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R.com. And we're in the health section, the health section. You have to go to the health section to see us. And uh, we do uh, have the opportunity to put on a couple more sites, two, three more sites, and uh, we'll get those up and running and tell you as soon as we can. Uh, we're also heard, our radio program is also heard on www.podbean.com. I think it's, is it Podbean or BeanPod? I think it's Podbean.com. And uh, Stitcher Radio, of course, we're still on there. Uh, we're also going to be on, uh, we're on Spreaker.com if you look there. We're going to be adding more shows uh, tonight. Uh, so we're very excited about that. So uh, we're going to be more on there. And we're going to be uh, soon uh, on another location uh, that's going to allow us more distribution, and we're going to expand that when we do the show on that site. It's going to be one hour instead of one half hour. So uh, we're very excited about that. I started out as a one-hour show back in 2014, and uh, we're going to go back to that format. Um, It is a little bit harder work, and you have to get a lot more contacts, uh, but we're ready, and uh, we, we're looking forward to it. Uh, we were looking forward to it last year, but it didn't work out that way. So, uh, But we're looking forward to it, and uh, we'll see how the one-hour format goes for the next five months. And uh, then we'll see whether we collapse that uh, in late fall to a half-hour program again or just keep it as a one-hour show, and then maybe talk more about the food system stuff uh, at that time of the year. Because we want to cover as many different uh, uh, community gardens as we can to show a good front uh, through America that uh, everyone is kind of like a unit or family unit kind of thing and uh, show support for each other. Uh, It works in other ways for uh, projects across America, so I want that for this. So we're just going to do what we can. My little part of the world. <laughs> Just my little section. So, okay, we're going to be right back. This is uh, Community Garden Revolution. We're so glad you came today. There's just a lot going on, and we just want to get 
Right, Appreciate you coming back or staying with us. This is Community Garden Revolution. My name is Mary Huckel, and we cover all kinds of different subjects. Uh, today we're going to be covering information here in a moment about products that are out on the marketplace that reduce food waste. Interesting. Uh, then we've got a really cool story that the USDA has about a uh, SNAP online test that's going on in New York. It's going to expand to other states. Uh, that's going to be a hoot. Uh, it gives them uh, an opportunity to shop online. You have to pay for the um, uh, the service. Uh, now, well, I would just try to find a you know a grocery store or somebody that's around you that maybe not going to charge for that uh, if they deliver it. But uh, you know, it's up to you what you need to get done, and it gives an opportunity to open the world because there's many times I go shopping uh, and I think, oh. If I just hit some buttons and they just come here, that'd be great. Uh, now, I like to pick my own vegetables and fruits. I like to see what I'm buying on that part. But some of the other stuff, I really don't care. It's just regular whatever package, whatever, and go on. But uh, I think it's exciting that they're going to take the two-year test and they're going to expand it to a few of the states. They're doing New York right now. So um, we're going to talk, I mean, we're going to hear about that news story. And then also I wanted to tell you about a company that was going on the IPO, the um, stock market coming up. They wanted about $170 million for the IPO. And it's Beyond Burger, I believe is what it's called. Uh, what they do is they help out. Uh, they're one of the companies that helps out with making burgers uh, more veggie-oriented than meat. We like 100% meat. We eat things in moderation where we are. That's just how we do it in this household. Uh, so we can have anything, everything, because we eat in moderation. We don't pig out on whatever. We're overweight, but we don't pig out. <laughs> we don't exercise. Well, the problem is we don't exercise. So I've got our exercise uh, this year. I've got my walking shoes ready, new pair, and uh, they look really stylish. And uh, <laughs> in case you didn't know. And, um, uh, yeah, I look awesome in them. I just have to get out there and do something with them. So, um what was I going to say? I see I was trying to get too cute. Uh, but anyway, um, <clears throat> we're going to uh, uh, show you something or tell you something. What are we going to tell y'all? <laughs> I was trying to get too cute. Uh, lost my thought. Uh, but anyway, the, let's go back to the burger people. Uh, they uh, put too much uh, vegan stuff into it because they want to eventually make it a vegan kind of burger or vegan kind of whatever that they help different meat companies with and they sell it to these uh, chain stores you know like a mcdonald's burger king whoever and uh so the burgers that these people start out with when they start adding uh veggie product to it is peas yeah peas isn't that something so um they uh, feel that or somebody feels an analyst i guess feels that uh this would attract more interest to vegan people to have more uh, veggie kind of burgers or whatever. I would say so. I know that we've been tempted on the turkey things that we see in the freezer market, you know, the freezer at the store. Uh, it doesn't turn our crank ourselves, but uh, maybe it does other people uh, because we do eat salads. We do have fruits. So almost every day we have fruits. 
and um, vegetables. We get vegetables down uh, because we're big on uh, the part that fruits and vegetables help heal your body. And we can feel the big difference when we've had like a vegetable soup or we've had, um, I like a vegetable day. Or we have fruits, I'm just salivating. I like fruits and vegetables and have some little biscuits, some cheese biscuits that I make. Uh, I rarely get them from a store. I try to make them myself. Uh, but um, if there's something we can get from the store that tastes pretty good with those uh, fruits and vegetables, yay, Rob, bring it on. Uh, but uh, I love those kind of days because you can just feel yourself being healthy. So I just love it. So, uh, But I wouldn't eat it all the time because I do like a good cheeseburger. I love cheeseburgers. So I like good fried chicken too. We don't have. We used to have for many years just grilled chicken, and we still do the grilled chicken. But once in a while, you know, once twice a month, <clears throat> we have a, a, a fried chicken or some kind of chicken tender stuff. So uh, hey, gotta go on the wild side. So if it's once twice a month, whatever. <laughs> but that's us. So uh, let's go ahead and listen to this thing about products that. Uh, reduce uh, food waste, and I not I didn't know there was stuff like that. So maybe you know we'll find out what they got. But they said, did you know there are already a wide variety of edible products out in the market that help reduce food waste? No, I did not know. So Stephanie Ho is going to tell you uh, and me about those. As USDA seeks to help America reduce the huge amount of food that is wasted every year. One way it's helping is at the field level. We want there to be value from everything that comes out of a farmer's field. USDA's Elise Golan says the Agricultural Research Service has been working on ways to use the so-called ugly fruits and vegetables that otherwise might be thrown away. Let's say it's that giant yam that nobody wants to eat. Nobody's going to go to the store and buy a giant yam. USDA labs have come up with a way to create a really nutritious, no additional additives, no additional preservatives product of a puree that is used in baby foods and other types of products. Another example she points to involves USDA helping out NASA. NASA came to USDA and said, we have a problem in space. Our astronauts need to use straws when they drink, but we don't want to have this plastic waste floating around in our uh, space station. So here's what USDA came up with. Our lab in Albany created a straw from what otherwise would have been wasted product from the orchards in the Pacific Northwest. So some of the apples and the fruit products, you can take that and create this kind of extruded product that's a dried product. They turn that into a straw that then the astronauts could drink out of that straw and then eat it down and they get good nutrition and no waste in space. Another product is a kind of fruit leather made from dried fruit with no additives, long shelf life, and less water, so it is easy to transport. The USDA lab has a patent on this, and then they work with farmers who then have built an incredibly successful business. This product is exported around the world. Other fruit products are made from the spent grains left over from the beer-making process. You can take that and through a drying process that was developed in the lab in Albany, California, uh, create a flour that then was transformed into a bar. So yes, that's one way to eat your beer. Not to be outdone, winemakers are figuring out how to reuse the pits from used up wine grapes. 
you can dry those out and also make uh, a flower. And they are marketing gluten-free bars at this point that have that flour in them. Apparently, it has high nutrition, just amazing nutritional properties. She says there are many different food products on the market that are made out of things that otherwise would have been wasted. Every time I turn around, there's a new product. In my Safeway just recently, there's a new product that says using peels or some other byproduct and they're turning it into chips. And they're actually advertising it. This is straight up plain commercial advertising that it reduces waste. That one of the reasons that, that, that they've made this product is to take a wasted byproduct. This is Stephanie Ho for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. That is awesome. I love the idea about how that straw is made as something uh, for the astronauts that they can use it to drink and then, uh, then eat it. Because a lot of times, as you know, when they're using these paper straws, they make them too uh, thin, and you can't do a milkshake with them. Uh, because if you just use the straw, it just disintegrates. Uh, I saw a news story about that uh, recently. Uh, for our family, we went ahead and we got uh, steel straws that we keep inside the car in case we need them or something happens with the uh, cyber, you know, tax or or uh, grid down or something. And then we've got also in our purses. Uh, either the silicone or the um, aluminum straws, and then uh, then each person in the family has a silicone straw in case you like that as a softer thing to use. Now, because of the uh, being the straws that are aluminum and steel, particularly steel, normally you'd want a little cap on that, a little silicone cap on it, so it doesn't hurt your teeth. Uh, We've not found that to be for us uh, a problem, but I probably will get some caps just in case for the steel straws because they're pretty they're very strong and tough. And we got the wide uh, straws instead of the thin straws that uh, people use, you know, for regular drinking. We like the wide straws. We're a little bit older, and so we like to make sure that we're getting some fluid down. And a lot of times when we're thirsty, we're thirsty, so we we don't want to mess around. We want some fluid down. And so I can have some right now because I've got some in my throat. One moment, please. <coughs> Sinuses again. <laughs> hey, it's the season, but not as bad as in the past. You've you've heard my show going on with been worse, so uh, that's exciting for us. But yeah, a lot of different things that you can do with food. We always believe waste not, want not. So I repurpose a lot of things, and you'd be surprised at what you can repurpose. And we do that with Christmas items. We do that with regular items and things that you want to kind of throw away, but we just put them on a shelf for a little bit. And then down the road, believe it or not, you can repurpose it into something else. It's really been fascinating to see what I've reused. So um, it's just a way for me to save a dollar, and uh, it's a game to me. It's not something that uh, you necessarily have to do, but I feel you have to do uh, because uh, it saves money and it gives an opportunity to reuse those uh, products. Now, there's certain things I just go ahead and throw away and I always feel badly I'm doing it because I used to recycle them when I was uh, much younger for about 20, 30 years, so I hate to not repurpose those, but uh, it seems to be more of a hassle to get things to companies or nonprofit groups than it used to be in the past, so I just don't, I just go ahead and throw them away and I feel badly doing it, but uh, but, you know, do what you can. That's all you can do. All right, here's some health news that we've got for you. Uh, some antibiotics, believe it or not, that women take over a long period of time are increased risks for heart attacks or strokes, according to research carried out in nearly 36,500 women. Yikes, yikes. 
Um, there's a clinical study treating BPDCN with, is it Taxrafosup? Oh, I shouldn't have read this because I can't get this right. Taxrafosup, something, uh, which led to the first FDA approval for the disease. And what it is that targeted therapy proves effective against aggressive rare blood cancer. And some people are trying to decide whether they want to take uh, chemo or not uh, because of what the effects are. It's the effects uh, that later on can surface, and uh, what you find is that it could be a year from now, six months from now, two, three months from now, and you've got to treat or do something to those effects that it causes. Um, Let's see, a new study of restaurant staff reveals low levels of food allergy knowledge and negative attitudes about serving people with food allergies while exploring key factors that influence uh, such knowledge and attitudes. Hey, it is what it is, folks. So they can't help that they have those food allergies. And they say uh, food allergies are even more prevalent than they used to be in the years past. Interesting. A new study finds that air pollution significantly increases the risk of hospitalizations for young cancer survivors. And let me see here. Um, I don't know what this means, uh, neurobiology of noshing. I don't know what noshing is. When you eat something super tasty, ever wonder why you really don't want to stop even though you know you've eaten enough? Well, scientists may have found the reason. In lab experience, uh, experiments, uh, they have discovered a specific network of cellular communication emulating for the emotion processing region of the brain, motivating mice to keep eating tasty food even though their basic energy uh, needs have been met. And boy, isn't that interesting. I'm, I'm thinking about chips and I'm thinking about some uh, cookies or whatever, aren't you? Uh, think of that too. Uh, conception of uh, proportionate no, is that a, a propionate? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Consumption of a popular food ingredient raises the risk for a disease and obesity. It's consumption of propionate? I don't know what that means. A food uh, ingredient that's widely used in baked goods, uh, animal feeds, and artificial flavorings appears to increase levels of several hormones that are associated with the risk of obesity and uh, diabetes, according to some new research. Um, let's see here. What else they got in there? They got a lot of kind of stuff. Uh, let's see if anything really. A video game. Okay, a new study based on data collected from a uh, spatial navigation video game has shown that the poor spatial orientation as an indicator can only help in diagnosis of Alzheimer's disease even prior to the appearance of any clinical signs. Now, from a doctor that I was listening to yesterday uh, evening on the TV, you can combat Alzheimer's a lot by uh, eating a lot of fruits and vegetables. I've told you before, fruits and vegetables are the best medicine cabinet. And so they were saying that, uh, you know, make sure there's enough vitamin D, uh, make sure the gut level that you have about prebiotics and probiotics, uh, that you're keeping your gut level clean and make sure it's not a leaky gut. gut. I don't even know what a leaky gut means, so my mom's going to be asking her doctor next week when she sees him, does she have uh, a leaky gut? Is there a test for that, which supposedly there is. Uh, but we try to make sure that we're cleaning out our systems, and uh, we may go back to eat yogurt. We ate yogurt for about, I don't know, three years because it helped us with some uh, antibiotic stuff and also cleaning out the system uh, for some bacteria 
from some surgery. So uh, that was very beneficial for my mom, and that worked out real well. So after a certain point, we lost interest or we just didn't care about it or it got too high a price. We don't know. So we're going to go look back at doing that again and see if that can help us out to make sure our systems are clean. Uh, you, The gut, they say, is the key to the whole ball game. the gut. Uh, in my opinion, if the gut's it, then the gut's it, and you eat your fruits and vegetables. And so much for that. <laughs> so much for that. Okay, let's see what more we can sh- uh, show and tell you. Uh, we wanted to tell you about uh, today's food shoppers are looking for more than just dollar value. So now that's going to be kind of interesting because we are out there for the dollar value ourselves. Uh, but we go to some places that we know the quality is there, and so we do pay a little bit higher price for that item. But I'm telling you right now, um, I'm not a great grocery shopper. I'm not that smart at it, but some people are. But the thing is, is I like to make a game of it and then look for the pricing because that part I can understand. So um, we do like to look for the value for the dollar. Now, I'm not one of those that years ago my brother is more like this way. He'll pick up two cans, and he'll go ahead and he'll systematically in his mind, mathematically, systematically and mathematically, uh, decide which one is the best one for the quart size or, the, or whatever size for the price. Now, I will look at it, but I'm not that sharp to calculate whatever the hay and whatever the hay, uh, so I try to go for the best guess. But uh, he's one of these that would just cook in his mind how it should be and then uh, say, okay, this is the best value. So let's hear what the uh, USDA says about Today's food shoppers are looking for more than just dollar value. Uh, The food stores are having to deal with consumers who want more than just dollar value, much more. And so Gary Crawford has a report on different kinds of values that the shoppers are, are doing. Now to get us in the proper mood for the subject of our story today, a 1940 song from Pat Swaller. My mommy sent but today, consumers are looking for specific practices on the part of their retailer that they can feel reflects their values. Values. Andy Harrig with the Food Marketing Institute telling a Department of Agriculture conference that's a tough thing for grocery stores to do since everybody has different values. And he says traditionally, decisions by consumers on foods and food stores have been driven by three basic things. How much does it cost? Is it convenient? How does it taste? The big three. However, in the last, oh, six or seven years, the equation has become significantly more complex. Surveys of consumers show, in addition to cost, convenience, and taste, they're really looking for a store that shares their values. And he says that covers a lot of ground. A lot of shoppers wanting information on foods the store sells and issues like certified humane, natural, certified organic, cage-free, free-range, no added hormones, wow, heart-healthy, non-GMO, right. no artificial and on antioxidant and on gluten free grass fed yeah plus more shoppers want the store to provide information on how the food companies do business and produce their products things like how do companies treat their workers 
human rights issues, animal welfare issues. Harry says shoppers today also want to know how the store itself stands on those types of things. Now, this isn't just Andy Harrig's own theory. It's based on extensive surveys and interviews of shoppers. Now, I sort of poo-pooed this whole thing. I mean, really. Do people really base what they buy and from whom on things like that? But Andy Harrig tells this story about a man they interviewed who said all this stuff was, as he put it, ridiculous. You know, all the green stuff was ridiculous. One of the things we found out, you will only buy U.S. freshwater shrimp because he read a newspaper article about the mistreatment of workers in the Thai supply chain. So this is a guy who, in every other context, would sneer at that kind of engagement, but this time makes this choice. Well, now earlier we heard certified humane, natural, certified organic, cage-free. You know, Harris rattle off just a few of the issues, not that fast, though. But at any rate, as an example, some stores have had groups staging protests against them, demanding the store drop all genetically modified foods, for example. That can be tough when there's only a portion of your consumer base that wants that. So it can be hard for retailers to wrestle with. But it says stores that can wrestle with not just the price shoppers want, but with the many different values that some shoppers bring may be successful in this new environment. People who don't do this well are going to end up falling behind and being in trouble. Because remember, most grocery stores already operate at a profit margin less than 1%. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture, Washington. And thank you, Gary. And that's probably why we see in a lot of stores that they carry, like, blankets or other items or whatever because uh, they make larger uh, markups on these things, uh, you know, than uh, regular stores. Well, I got someone calling, but they'll have to just wait another time. So, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we see uh, different, you know, products, and it's always good to see those things. Uh, but uh, you wonder why in a store, but I would say because the margin being so low and because the price is going up and down and the competition and so on, I would say that's why they have to sell it that way. So, uh, you know, sell more uh, products in there that you go, how come in a grocery store I'm seeing this being sold or how come I'm seeing that being sold? And I'll tell you, the variety we've seen, we've bought pots and pans, we've gotten uh, cookware in there before. Uh, uh, we've seen shelves, we've seen uh, all kinds of other stuff. Uh, hydrangeas, you know, I bought a great hydrangea last year that cost half the price of what they sell uh, at a store, another store, uh, and uh, it worked out real well. It's a nice plant. But, uh, yeah, uh, that's why you're seeing so many different things and options at stores because they got to get the margins, uh, you know, make some money at it. So, but, uh, all righty, well, I hope you're getting your, your plants and your seeds and get ready to get out there and do some great planting. And it's going to be a fun year, I believe, this year. We're real excited. We're going to expand this uh, this to a one-hour show coming up instead of just a half hour. And we're going to go back to what we did there in 2014. It's exciting. And hope that uh, you get the opportunity to listen to this. We're going to have some great interviews, we believe, or some great uh, stories uh, that people will provide. So we appreciate uh, any and all help that we get from uh, the community gardens out there. All right. Well, we appreciate you've been listening to Community Garden uh, Revolution. I was getting ready to say Community Garden Magazine, but yeah, get that if you can. But Community Garden Revolution, have a great Community Garden Day. My name is Mary Huckel. Thanks for listening. <laughs>